banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And it is day three, and we are back with Master of the House, which is by Stuart Turton and is in The Winter Spirits, Ghostly Tales for Frosty Nights. Stuart is an English author and journalist. Uh, he's best known for The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, which was an international bestseller and won a couple, few awards to include the first novel award at the 2018 Costa Book Awards. The plot is a father has to make a sacrifice to guarantee a happy life for his son. So what do you think of this one? I've been meaning to remind him about it. So this is the one where it's set in the early 1900s. The father, the wife has recently died, so it's just the father and the son. Oh, and he's an asshole. Yeah. And then he, like, traverses through hellscapes. Yeah. It was, uh... Okay. And I, I don't know if this is just because I listened to it. It very much made me think... Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol? Yeah. Oliver Twist? Not so much Oliver Twist, but like the whole idea of yeah, like the I visitations mean, yeah. and the, yeah. you know. Yeah, I can, I, I think I thought of that at yeah. some point during it. But like with a more tragic ending, like if you wanted A Christmas Carol to end on a sadder note. Yeah. This would be, I imagine, how it ends, where we still feel hopeful for the main character, but like He's still trapped, and we know eventually he's going to get eaten by the demon. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a matter of how many kids he can save. In the meantime. In the meantime, because, spoiler alert, he discovers in this long-running moment that he can never go back and live his life with his son. He's now trapped in this demon's house. And tricked into it because he was told he could save his son. Yeah. And so then he goes in after his son and and then... Well, he could have left. He could have chose... Or... No, by that point no, he, he couldn't had leave. To yeah. He either had to die or, or stay and fight. Yeah. Um. And the only thing that could be saved were the kids that were used to trick their parents into coming into the house. Yeah. yeah. Um... And so by the end of it, he agrees to help those kids safely get through the house. Get through the house so they can be adopted. And yeah, and, and we're making this sound like it's a literal house. It's it's not a literal house. It's it's you it's go a hellscape. From, yeah, yeah. You go from room to room to room, and it's moments in time, but it's moments in time going forward, not back. Mm -hmm. And um, it's moments in time he doesn't get to experience with his son. So. Yeah. As you go through different doors from different rooms, you end up in your this child's future um, as the child goes on to live its life while you're just desperately trying to get to it. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it wasn't awful. I mean, no. There were worse that we've read. Um, but it wasn't my favorite. And then so, because that one was in... Your favorite book. My favorite book. So... Out of all the ones that we've read so far, mm -hmm. in that book, it is my least favorite. Okay. I think you said that for one other one, but I can't remember. Well, it was up to that point. So. Okay, so you like this one even less than the other one. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, even more so than Gargoyle? I didn't hate Gargoyle. Okay. I just didn't love Gargoyle. And but you liked, Gargoyle. you liked this one less than Gargoyle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, Gargoyle seemed even less Christmassy. This one at least gave me, like, a holiday vibe. I just, I... I didn't really want the dad's redemption. Okay. I, I just, I couldn't identify with his selfishness in the beginning. Um, so, yeah. I, and it, part of redemption is, is the reader wants the redemption. And I wasn't feeling his redemption. Not that he didn't get it. Um, you know, and I, I don't mind tragic redemptions. I don't mm -hmm. mind characters. I know Sarah's very against it. If, if, yeah. if she wants a redemption, she wants it to end well. I don't mind characters sacrificing themselves for the redemption. Um, however, I have to want that character's redemption, and I really didn't. I didn't think there was ever really that moment where he got to realize that he wanted to keep his son until he was already deep into it. And I think I think maybe if he had realized that before the son walked away from him, or if the son had maybe expressed an, a, a desire to stay, but then was pulled through, because the son willingly went. Yeah. Looked back and just kind of, you know, when the dad called to him, the, the son kind of went. So, yeah, I just, the, the, yeah. It didn't quite settle with me. I liked it. Um, again, I just I keep coming back to it. It felt very Dickinson. And in doing that, it like... There's a certain level of non-likability that Charles Dickinson... Dickens? Dickens? put into his characters that like when you actually read the stories you're like ooh I don't know that I Except want like, you like crack you like Bob Cratchit you 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 don't you don't like Ebenezer Scrooge um but there are other characters that you like and I didn't particularly like the son the mother was never there um oh, I see Bob Cratchit isn't in it all that much in the original right He's just, he's the yeah. father of Tiny Tim. But I'm, I'm thinking about all great expectations, all of them. They're well, I've only read so much. I'm not okay. a real huge Dickens fan, so. I read them because literature fan. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's a certain level in his stories that you just, you're not supposed to like the characters. And so the, I was okay with not liking any particular character. Instead, you're supposed to almost enjoy the tragedy, which sounds awful. I don't know how to word it another way. And I did have an enjoyment in this father who was trying to force their child to be a particular way, watching his son live out the life his son wanted. And then dealing with the tragedies that but come see, with with see that's where trying to get his son to live a particular way you you said you, mm -hmm. you said that I didn't get that I just got I just don't want this child he made the arrangement with the wife fine you can have a child but I don't want anything to do with it he ignored the child until the wife died and then it was an obligation to care for the child I just I I 
I got more the impression with this character. It wasn't about the child. It was about the loss of the possession. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, yeah. Yeah. Again, in, 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 and in a lot of cases, yeah, you, 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 as a reader, like the tragedy mm-hmm. because it is a thing. I, I like tragic stories. Um, but there's got to be something to hook me, and there was nothing that hooked me in this one. That's fine. Yeah, and you, you, you got. You I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it, it, it had elements to it. You know, the, the juxtaposition of the father's expectations versus what the son ended up actually doing mm-hmm. for the visions was kind of interesting because it's like, oh. He's obsessed with trains and engines and, ugh. Yeah. You know, that's a poor man's Mm -hmm. thing. Which, again, is another very Dickens kind of thing. Is to be, like, societal expectations versus what a person is doing. Um, And the father clearly worked really hard to create an image for himself and then felt that his son was going to just destroy that image. Rather than being like, oh, good, he falls in love. He has a family. Instead, it's very much a, oh, why has he got grease on him? Why why is he limping? Yep. And then it's only when he discovers how young his son is going to die that he feels bad. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I kind of enjoyed that. Um, I liked the old woman at the end who was just like, you have a choice. You can either help me. Or you can die. Yeah. And he already knew what that death would entail because the last person who had helped her was dead. And died, killed in front of him. Yeah. Not in front of him because he was literally yeah, but hiding. He but witness but he witnessed the death. heard yeah. the death. The, the slap of the meat as it was yeah. falling around the room. The entrails coming out. <laughs> and it just, like, I enjoyed the fact that we then get to the end. And... He's faced with the choice of dying or helping. And it's not so much that the character goes, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not ready to die. As he goes, oh, there's a little girl waiting for my help. Yeah. And I I enjoyed that moment. It's because it wasn't so much a redemption as a, like, I got to pick up the torch. Um, I've got to continue on. So, yeah, I I don't know. I enjoyed it. No, I can. I. I can see where the appeal is. Um, we've done a lot of reading. A lot, a lot of reading. reading. <laughs> um, and we had, what, two, three really good stories right before this one. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's the flaw in what we did in that you don't get, because we randomly drew out of a jar. Yeah. Um, you, we didn't get to choose what was going to be read. We didn't get to scan and so, oh, this one sounds good. And yeah, then, and but then, I don't know that we would have... Yeah, no. I, 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 This is the way it should have been done. This mm-hmm. is the way it was done. But you you do get to the point where you might have um, not as good of a reaction if you had read things in a different order. Yeah. So do you think you'll return to read this story and see? Um, it depends on when I return in a year to to this, how I go about 
I don't know if I'll like look at the table of contents and go, oh, I remember that title. I want to read that. Mm -hmm. Or if I'll start at the beginning and read all the way through. Fair. If it, you know, it, it kind of depends on how I tackle it next year. If okay. I even tackle it. I thought, sure, I'd read Krampus and I haven't gotten it to it yet. You still got a couple more days. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like hard into that book and I have another book lined up that I want to read after this one. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess you're not going back to Krampus. We'll see. We'll see. To be fair, this, this wintry season, I've just not felt. Oh, I'm not feeling Christmas at all. Holiday. It, it's what, well, we're recording a few this days before. This is the 21st. It's coming, yeah. the 20, coming out the 21st. And we just got our Christmas tree today. So. Yeah. And I didn't even go get it. You didn't go get it. No. Allie went and got it. Yeah. No, I just, I've not felt it. Yep. I don't know why. I don't know. Other the next few days might help because we've got a storm coming through. So. Yeah. Not that we're going to get, well, the hills might get snow. I know, like, up in the mountains we'll get snow. But yeah. down here we'll just get a heck of a lot of rain. Yeah. So that might help the overall feeling. But, yeah, no, Christmas hasn't been on. It's kind of funny because we were in Hawaii. And I kind of was, like, when we were there, I was kind of in the pre-Christmas feeling. Mm -hmm. But nobody had lights on their houses. Mm -hmm. There was there was hardly any decorations on the island. And I was just like, what? And I don't know if maybe things are just a bit different in Hawaii, uh, on Oahu. I, you know, there's there's any number of things. But it kind of started the whole not really falling into Christmas. Usually it goes Thanksgiving, and then we kind of build into it. And Because we went from Thanksgiving to Hawaii, kind of, you know, it just didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. I have been enjoying the short stories, though. I think that has been providing, like, a little bit of a Christmas vibe. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I don't know that this month would, like, I've not watched any of the Christmas movies I usually like to watch. I've not listened to the music a little bit just to change up what I'm listening to, but, like... I can't believe you haven't watched The Family Stone yet. I haven't. To be fair, watching, like, TV in general these days is just, like, not appealing. Yeah. It's um, a pretty rare thing for me anymore because I I just read so much. Yeah, because I either want to be reading or if I am watching TV, I'm crocheting or knitting. And so I just want it to be, I feel like Baymax is staring at he me. He is staring at you. Yeah. Go and pet him. He'll hug you. Um, He's a good hugger. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I've not been feeling up for movies. Like, maybe tonight, once we're we're done with all of this. But who knows? All right. Any other thoughts on the story? No. And, you know, it's it's worth a read. It's just not my favorite. It's, it's okay. not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it, it is still better than several of the stories in the other book. So. Okay. On that note, our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Candor on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story. Mm -hmm.